0: Debate.
1: Yes, sir. And coincidentally, our third attempt at doing this because my internet is awful. And I apologize.
0: I mean, technology fucks up sometimes. It's okay. It's, it's just okay. be
1: like it just really be like that.
0: Sometimes technology works. Sometimes it doesn't.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, third installment. Second installment. Not so much of a of a success.
0: No, it wasn't.
1: But um, you know that after after our hot start of two listeners, oh yeah, no one decided to return. So you know, if you're listening to this one, go back, get a, yeah. get those numbers up.
0: Yeah, because first one we were 998 away from $15. Last one we were a thousand, which wow, that seems like almost an insurmountable amount.
1: <laughs> 998 seemed feasible. Yeah, no. But I don't know anymore, man. But you know what? Maybe we don't need podcast clout because we have found clout in a different format. If you oh. want to talk about that, it was your it was your tweet, man. Oh, we have a
0: tiny amount of Twitter clout. Or we did for one tweet. That was it. We we don't for any other part of Twitter, but for one tweet we had like 230 likes.
1: Which is just astronomically way more uh, likes than I've ever gotten on a personal tweet I've made.
0: Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? We didn't gain a single follower out of 230-some 30 some likes and like 40-some retweets. Zero follows.
1: Well, it's because you didn't drop the but you need to follow the account meme Ah uh, yeah, no, I didn't do that. It's the classic mistake. Dang, dude. No, nobody will know to follow you unless uh, you, you drop the and <laughs> unless you drop the meme.
0: They'll just think that this is a random account that they don't need to follow.
1: But we but, stay making bangers.
0: Oh yeah, no. Every every so, tweet's a banger.
1: So if you if you're listening to this, go follow it at follow us at Wake and Debate. That's it. That's that's you we know we found handle. out it's actually an original name, somehow. It's pretty cool. <laughs> now only if the brand could actually, like, get some clout. But, you yeah. know, that's 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 step two. We've got step one down. But do you want to talk about why the Twitter clout happened?
0: Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. So, for anyone listening, you may or may not know, Doja Cat made a promise to all the boys out there. She made a promise To show us her boobs really hard, in her words, really hard. Really? If we got say so to the number one spot on the charts.
1: It's a big coincidence she used that word because that's exactly what I would have been. Oh, yeah. She actually went through with it.
0: Yeah, I know. But bottom line is, we got her there because the boys do what needs to be done.
1: The boys pulled through The boys always pulled through
0: And she played us She played us hard I I
1: really have no words
0: It was a betrayal of all betrayals And then to make it worse Summer Ray Like two days ago tweeted out I'm gonna make it OnlyFans To tweet out later that day Just kidding you guys got played and it was like, my heart can only break so many times within a week, and I'm, I'm about at that limit.
1: It Just massive L's for the boys, left and right. Getting absolutely beat up. We thought like, we, we was going to be beating something else up. We getting beat.
0: Oh, yeah. And I know if you're not like a 20-year-old male listening to this, you're like, oh, these dudes are just super horny. Life's hard out here for a pimp, man. It's tough (laughs) Alright We ain't got nothing right now I haven't left my neighborhood In three months
1: Quarantine's tough man And when Doja Cat is out here promising titty That's exactly what I need That's That's what's gonna fill the void I
0: thought it was gonna save me From this new hell that we live in
1: man you know what i can't i can't talk about this anymore it's making me too sad let's talk about sports again
0: yeah let's get to what to what to what makes us happy
1: (laughs) um yeah let's start out let's start out with some nfl news all right which one what you want to start out with first i i would like to talk about la's new unis
0: all right all right that seems like a fair place to start i
1: just want to know what
0: you what you thought what 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 did you think of the new unis
1: I mean, I'm kind of torn. I can't tell if I love them or hate <coughs> them.
0: I, I personally, I have fallen on the side that I love them. I think they're getting a lot of unnecessary hate just because of their new logo, which I agree
1: isn't great. The new logo is trash. Um, the... But these unis, though. The unis, add, j- help justify the logo mm-hmm. quite a bit, actually. Um... Because the new logo definitely did not match their old stuff at all. At least now uh their logo matches the uniforms really well. Um uh-huh. there's just some things and I'm gonna pull a picture back up of them, but um like I can't tell if I like the color gradient on on the uh numbers.
0: Oh yeah. How it see, a lot from of people
1: yellow to white.
0: A lot of people were saying that it looks like someone pissed the bed, and it's just, <laughs> like, on the sheets. And I guess how you see that, I, I also agree that I would prefer the color gradient just be, like, all yellow.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like they were really trying to do something with it, and it, it fell flat a little bit.
0: No, yeah, I, I definitely see that. And
1: especially... I just want to say, especially when, um, they wear the yellow pants Oh because yeah. it's like the yellow fading into the white, but then it's just the yellow pants right underneath them. That makes like no sense.
0: Yeah. I like the helmets though.
1: Oh, the helmets are clean.
0: I like the helmets. I like the shimmer. I yeah. like, I'm just, I'm the just, horns,
1: the horns look really good on them.
0: The like biggest selling point for me right now is imagining them running out of the tunnel in the new, super futuristic stadium that they just built, SoFi Stadium, them running out of that with their new unison, with the new logo smack dab in the middle of the field, and it just, it feels right. It feels modern. It They're, does team, feel very modern. I feel like this team now is one of the most, if not the most modern, in terms of design,
1: in the NFL. <clears throat> And it's interesting that you make that point because um, it it would be really cool to see them roll out in these very modern uniforms in their very new modern stadium, but they're doing it a year early. Yeah, no, yeah. So d- do you think they should have waited a year or do you think it's going to have the same effect?
0: See, I would have waited a year because like... I don't know, just, like, with all the... Well, there's two sides of this, because with all the anticipation of the new stadium, new uniforms might have dulled that down, but also, the new uniforms might have just been like, yo, this is a new franchise. We have a new stadium, new logo, new uniforms, new everything. Like, we're starting anew. Because, like, to be honest, I don't see the Rams doing anything this year, like, anything at all. No. So
1: which is like. just such a shame because they do have quite a bit of talent on that team but they have such key pieces that are holding them back. Yeah. Did you see Brandon Cooks? I uh, I don't think I really, Brandon Cooks is on the Rams. Or actually. He's on the Texans now, isn't he? Hmm.
0: I think he's on the Texans.
1: He's on the Texans now. You're yeah. right. You're right. So Man, yeah I, I don't understand how that dude has bounced around from so many teams.
0: He has to be like one of the best wide receivers to get traded like three like what, this is his third or fourth time? Yeah. And he's he only was, like 28.
1: The Saints, Patriots, Rams, and now the Texans.
0: hmm That's
1: crazy. He's twenty Mm-hmm. And he's That's actually crazy. really good too. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. super fast. Um, I mean, he's not the he's not the most durable. Nah. but like better than some other options out there some other speedy guys that stick with their teams for 5 6 years oh yeah so i don't know and you know about the rams i feel like we didn't really talk about enough hmm. was them letting Todd Gurley go
0: yeah yeah i can i can see why they did it because he wasn't he wasn't adding An element out there like he wasn't doing anything more than any other running back really could do like any other starting quality running back could do
1: I mean the whole offense was schemed around him though it was all zone zone running but then again we saw last year it didn't really work out well for them
0: no it didn't really at all so I'm kind of wondering if this change might help Jared Goff a little bit because Jared Goff has been struggling Especially last year.
1: Yeah. Do they have any, like, who's their running back now? Who's their number one guy?
0: Um. Well, they drafted a dude last year. His name is, like, Darnell Henderson, Darrell Henderson, or something like that. He's actually pretty good. He was mm-hmm. really good at Memphis, I believe. And then they have Malcolm Brown, if I'm not mistaken. And he's, he's all right. He's not a starter, in my opinion, on an yeah. NFL roster, but he's a pretty good backup. And then they drafted a dude this year, I believe Cam Akers, out of Florida State, who um, I like. I don't Again, I don't know if he's starter quality in the NFL because he is a w- rookie, so I honestly right. can't say. But I they mean, have three quality running backs on their roster that could turn into a starter, I must yeah. say.
1: It kind of begs the question, what is the value of a franchise running back? at this point because you we've seen guys like like Devonte freeman was like the best running back in the league and was paid like it and now look at where he's at and then you had like todd Gurley. everyone's like oh he's the best running back and then and look where he is now and it's kind of like it we we saw the surge of like running backs trying to um retain their value with people like Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott and stuff but like have they really held up to that value do teams need these guys to be successful
0: I think it really depends on your like offensive coordinator and your offensive game plan I think with uh, Sean McVay out in LA I feel like that team is definitely more especially with the weapons that they had on the outside should have definitely been more of an air raid offense Right, And then the same with uh, Atlanta, because with Julio and I'm completely blanking on his name, but he's so good. The other dude. Calvin uh, Ridley. Yeah, yeah, Calvin Ridley. I feel like those two offenses are definitely more air raid. And then you brought up Le'Veon Bell. Well, the Jets are just trash, so it's hard to really pull them out of that as one person. That's true. And then Zeke, he had a pretty good year last year. It wasn't like what we're used to for Zeke. But then, yeah, I
1: don't really chalk that up to Zeke though, no. and I'm, I'm I'm honestly Zeke is kind of the outlier here. Um, but it's just, it kind of begs the question: is like uh, the durability of the franchise running back because we oh, see no, them yeah. bounce around so many teams and see them fall off so it feels like so early nowadays. It's just yeah. a really interesting trend to see as the league moves even further towards a. Just pass heavy league.
0: Yeah, I feel like the most franchise-ready running backs right now are Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and probably Saquon.
1: Yeah. And you know, I I really I I do I really like a good running back. Mm-hmm. So I hope that the position still holds up its value as the NFL goes on. But yeah. it is becoming a really interesting point of discussion because they feel like they deserve a lot of money. But the trends are kind of showing that, you know, maybe having the guy at running back is not the priority and the money's not going to be spent there anymore.
0: But then also you have to look at uh, San Francisco. With their design, how they had three different running backs really take the backfield instead That's of just true. one franchise guy and see if uh, see if that should be the new way the NFL is. Yeah, more
1: diversity at the running back spot and like diversifying your funds among multiple people instead of paying one guy to be the guy.
0: Yeah, because honestly the, before the 49ers the Saints probably were the best at that with Al Kamara and Mark Ingram and that turned out pretty well uh, mm-hmm. also. The only reason it got shut down was of course the um referees in the uh NFC championship.
1: Mm, as we've been talking about the Rams. Yeah. Man. Dude, I I would have much, 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 much preferred Super Bowl, what was that, fifty three? To be the Saints and the Patriots. Oh
0: yeah, just a Tom Brady Drew Brees like yeah. Face and, off that'd uh... that would been entertaining.
1: Jared Goff looked like a deer in headlights before that game. Everyone saw that picture of him during the National Anthem. Dude looked terrified, which I don't blame him. He's a young dude playing in the biggest game of his career. Mm -hmm. But as a fan, it'd be much more entertaining to see two of the greatest quarterbacks of our time duke it out in probably the last Super Bowl they would ever face off against each other.
0: Mm -hmm. Because now they literally can't.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's just interesting to think about. Oh, right? yeah, no.
0: I think it's definitely safe to say, though, or maybe not safe to say, uh, going back to the uniforms, but in my opinion, that the uh, city of LA now has the best uniforms. You think so? I think so. But the Chargers. Over the Chargers. The chargers, over no, no, the chargers. No, no. Not over the Chargers. I'm just talking about the city of LA in general.
1: Oh, the city of yeah. LA in general? Okay, yeah. yeah. I can definitely get behind that. the 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 Rams. I do, I do like them. Mm-hmm. The, I also didn't talk about this. Uh, I I don't know exactly how I feel about the little patch in the corner. It's not like a deal breaker for me.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I didn't
1: even see that. <laughs> um, it it looks good on at least the picture I'm looking at. It looks good on the blue uniforms. It looks like kind of out of place on the white ones. But that just might be what i looking
0: at. And it's weird because I like the white uniforms better than the blue ones, to be honest, but that patch definitely looks much more out of place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did see Amina you know, uh, that uh, comparing them to, like, Best Buy workers. Oh, uh, I see I the... that. Was, I thought that was pretty funny. But, yeah, I no, definitely that. L.A. has got the cleanest uniforms between these two teams. Mm-hmm. It's great. I this has got to be the most uniform changes among like different teams that we've seen in a single off season in a long time.
0: It's really strange too, because so many of them were just so insignificant. <laughs> like there's what there's been like six or so changes in uniforms, five or six. And the only ones that I can really tell a difference are Atlanta, uh, than both LA teams,
1: hey, I mean, don't you can tell that. a
0: difference.
1: You can tell Tampa the difference with Bay the Bucks, is, The Tampa Bay is a, like it's kind of a difference. It wasn't like they weren't really overhauling anything. A lot of no. these other jerseys are just complete overhauls of the brand, which I yeah. think is if you're gonna make jersey changes, that's what you need to do. You don't mm-hmm. need to just make like little tweaks, make it look a little more modern. You gotta you gotta go all in. You know
0: who I kind of hope well hope and. I hope they do, and I hope they don't at the same time update their jerseys. Cool. I hope the Raiders update their jerseys, but I don't at the same time because they're so traditional. And there's that whole song about the silver and black and the autumn wind and all that. Yeah. But at the same time, with their new, like I was saying, with their new stadium, I just think it's really refreshing to see teams roll out like new branding.
1: Yeah. They're really, I mean, they really are rebranding themselves. I mean, I, I'll honestly go as far to say that. They might they maybe they shouldn't even call themselves the Raiders anymore.
0: Whoa, that's a hot take right there. That's a hot
1: take. That is a hot take. But you know what? In what part of Las Vegas culture does the Raiders apply?
0: I mean, yeah, but you could say that for like a lot
1: of teams. Yeah, you could say that about a lot of teams, but I don't know. Um that might be going a little too far, but I definitely think <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, I, it's something. If they did, I wouldn't be entirely mad if they did it because it, um, it would make sense. They're really kinda, it, it would just bring a whole rebrand to the fact that they're going to Vegas and all this. But um, yeah, the Raiders are one of the most historically known and prominent franchises, so. It would, it would be difficult to do that.
0: I wouldn't mind them doing a complete rebranding, as long as they did in the right, ra- right way. Yeah. Like, if, if they came out with, like, New Jersey, like, what I'm saying is that if they rebrand and it looks like garbage, then what the hell are you doing? Just stay the Raiders, you're traditional, right. you're historic. But if they came out and it actually was, like, really cool, like, I can't think of something really cool on the spot that has to do with Vegas, but, like, if it was, like, really cool and it just fit the Vegas culture well and it was just, like... Revolution. So it's
1: just all the different Like Prominent casinos Listed On their, <laughs> on their jerseys Just Caesars Really big Across the chest <laughs> They're just
0: Advertising for the Hotels and casinos Around
1: <laughs> Honestly Las Vegas is such a tour- Tourism driven City Just oh, Go yeah. all in with the team The team is just a Massive advertisement For the city now Oh yeah no, Might as well <laughs> <laughs> All right, sticking actually, um, kind of tying in to the Raiders a little bit because of his mm. stint with them. Marshawn Lynch might be
0: making a comeback. Might as be of a comeback. last week or so, I heard about that. Haven't really heard any other news about it, but to be honest, it's a relatively small storyline. So,
1: yeah, that's the thing. He already made his big comeback, and it <clears throat> I'm not gonna say like he flopped, but like. It didn't really get the press. Once he was in Oakland for a few games, it kind of felt like people stopped caring.
0: And then he went back to Seattle last year, though.
1: Yeah. But that was also, like, nowhere in the news. Exactly. It's just, like... It also discussed that he was going to go
0: back to Seattle. And to be honest, I like Seattle's running back room where it is right now.
1: Yeah. I don't really see... A need for them to bring him back.
0: No, it's just I would love to have him back. He's a meme factory.
1: (laughs) I man, the Skittles machine himself. Oh yeah. But like, Beastquake has got to be one of the best runs I have ever seen with my eyeballs.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's between that and Derrick Henry's run on the Jags. Oh my goodness. both of them were insane but absolutely crazy I honestly don't see him he wouldn't start with the Seahawks Chris Carson is in my opinion much better than current day Marshawn Lynch so I don't know if I want to see Marshawn come back to take maybe even a third string role because Rashad Penny I think he's really good as well
1: Yeah, Seattle's got a nice young core brewing, almost um, similar to kind of what the the uh, Niners Mm -hmm. are doing. Um, Though I think the Niners obviously have a little more complete and well thought out running back room. I don't know; they they just click really well together. But
0: they lost one of them though. I forget who it was. I think it was Matt Breida.
1: Did they really?
0: I think he's gone. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if it's that one. After all, they did have many.
1: So yeah. please oh, forgive yeah, yeah. me. Oh yeah. Um, he's he's on the uh, Dolphins now. Oh yeah. Man, I'm That's telling just a, you. I'm telling you. Dolphins the, are with something. Dolphins are actually like you know. A lot of people are saying in the next two to three years. I think they could make a little bit of noise in the AFC East this year. And I'm gonna stick they, by that. In the AFC East, I
0: will admit, they could make some noise. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I Because I, I don't think they can win that division. I think the Bills have it. And I don't think they're good enough. I don't think that division is good enough for a wild card.
1: I just... I, I, I don't believe enough in the Bills to think... To guarantee that they're going to be the Dolphins. Would I bet on the Dolphins making the playoffs? Hell no. But... I don't know. It just seems like a really weak division to me.
0: See, I think I think the Bills are – I think they're strong, especially with Stefan Diggs now because I feel like the one thing they were really missing was help on the outside. They had yeah. Cole Beasley. They had the, John Brown. But, like, you know, Cole Beasley is mainly a slot guy. John Brown isn't, like – He's not amazing. He's good. He's not amazing. Stefan Diggs kind of gives you that close to amazing wide receiver on the outside.
1: He does. The the real question is, and this is what my biggest question mark is, and don't get it wrong, I like Josh Allen a lot, but can he step up to the plate and be the franchise quarterback that the team needs him to be? I think the team's solid. Where, I
0: think he can. I think he can.
1: I hope he can. I really do. I just um, I haven't seen... The passing ability that, like, a franchise quarterback that will lead his team to the playoffs, like, have I? I haven't seen that in him yet. But then again, as we were saying, he hasn't really had the weapons around him. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'm just saying it's a big question mark. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So. Where where did we go off on the map? Created? Oh, yeah, because we were comparing the Seahawks to the 49ers running back yes. room. <laughs> uh, back to Marshawn. If the Raiders weren't moving out of Oakland, I honestly think he would do pretty well in Oakland because they have Josh Jacobs, who's a very different – not very different, but he's a different running back than Marshawn Lynch. He's not yeah. as much ground and pound, and I think Marshawn could add that there.
1: yeah. I definitely think that's a big thing that the Raiders lost out on when they went to Vegas. But, um, yeah. Totally understandable why Marshawn would rather go back to Seattle at this point.
0: Oh, yeah. Because, like, that team honestly has a chance of making a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that they could in the NFC, the NFC is just so stacked. But they honestly have, uh, they definitely have a higher chance than the Raiders of making a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So if if you want a ring chase Definitely
1: choose the Seahawks Now how about this You know Marshawn went to Oakland because You know he was repping Oakland Mm -hmm. But what happens if he stays in the Bay Area Just hops across the pond real quick Joins up with the Niners Oh What do you think about that
0: Let's see that would give them Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert And then Marshawn Lynch
1: That'd That's be interesting. not a terrible trio, actually.
0: That'd be interesting.
1: I don't let know. Me,
0: let me give you another scenario. Okay. He does hop across the pond, but to the other team that's across the pond, the Rams. Mm. We were just discussing how they're kind of missing out on a true starting running back. I don't think Marshawn solves that, but I think he makes that running back room
1: a lot better. Yeah. I don't know. It... Mar, how old is Marshawn at this point? Oh, he's got
0: to be—he's got to be old. Yeah. He's got to be like thirty-six.
1: Because the the big thing is, for me, like the Rams. I know they went to a Super Bowl like two years ago, but this does he's not 34. look like. Oh, well, that's not terrible. And he um, just turned thirty-four. He doesn't. the The Rams don't look like the team that they used no. to be. And so I think they're I think they're a few years away from contending with another Super Bowl. I feel like Marshawn's value would just be completely wasted. Well I Rams. do agree
0: with that. I do agree with that. I like if I'm Marshawn, I'm not going to a team that's not ready to win a ring. If I'm Marshawn, I'm not coming back at all. Honestly, his legacy is set. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Not first ballot, but I think he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I don't see anything that he does coming back would honestly make him a first ballot or anything. Yeah. Or really improve his legacy that much. At the age of 34, I don't really see him improving his legacy too much. So, so the only thing he can really do is win a ring.
1: Yeah. Honestly, outside of doing a little bit of stat, like if he doesn't go to a Super Bowl-ready team, outside of a little stat padding, he's not going to do like anything for his legacy. And, um, Oh, man. I was gonna say something. It totally just blanked for me. <laughs> That's alright. It happens. It happens. This is what happens when you record live on set. Exactly. Ooh. You know why? You know
0: where I want to see Marshawn? You know where I want to see Marshawn? Where? The Chiefs. They Ooh. need a ground and pound running back. Clyde Edwards, Clyde edwards Hilaire, and Damian Williams. They can. They can punched up the gut. They can do really good. Going
1: up the middle. But they're not Marshawn. They're not Marshawn. Marshawn's he's got that power, man. He all about go, that action, boss. You inside the five yard line, just slap Marshon in.
0: Just slap him in. You don't need to you don't need to get crafty with Patty just throwing it all around, just slap Marshawn
1: in. Honestly would you you don't even gotta use him that much. But Mm-mm. just that little value that he could add to that team. But it could actually make a like a pretty big difference. Not that that team needs <laughs> too much improvement, no. but um, you know, this is going way back when you met when you were mentioning Seattle. It reminded me of this um, tweet that I saw about Russell Wilson and mm-hmm. the fact that the dude has never gotten an MVP vote.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I remember. I saw that tweet earlier this week, too. Not a single one.
1: That's astounding. I could have sworn he would have gotten at least one last year. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Because up until what? Like week
0: 13 or somewhere around there? Week 14? He was the favorite.
1: Yeah. It was like everyone was like, who's it going to be? Him or Lamar? Him or Lamar? Lamar ends up winning it justifiably. But like him not even getting a single vote. My man's Carson Wentz God, I love him But he got his ACL torn Obviously he wasn't going to win the award He got two votes Yeah, I feel like
0: uh, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees Are two of the most disrespected players That I've ever seen
1: Easily I mean, Russell Wilson has been So So consistent For the last For his whole career and the dude has been continuously just undervalued, and I'm not saying oh, yeah. like people under like people know how good he is, but like he should he should be in everyone's top five quarterback list. Oh, of for, sure. Players. for sure, for sure. Like even back when they were going to
0: Super Bowls, everyone was talking about that defense, which the the Legion of Boom Rest was fantastic. They were they were amazing. But, like, nowhere near the amount of credit that Russell Wilson was due was being given to him during that
1: time. Yeah. Just, yeah. That was just a point that I just thought was... I felt disrespected. I'm oh, not even yeah, a know. Seahawks fan.
0: No, like, I I don't... The Seahawks are one of the teams that I, like, genuinely have nothing against or nothing for. I They're just kind of like a team that's there for me.
1: Yeah, I gotta say If if I liked the Seahawks for one reason It would be Russell Wilson
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure That would really be the only reason And I kind of like their uniforms, gotta be honest
1: but And their stadium's pretty dope, I'm not
0: gonna lie Yeah, okay, maybe there's more than A couple reasons to like the Seahawks <laughs> So if you're a Seahawks oh, fan, are we, congratulations are
1: we, are we finding out that we actually have hidden love for the
0: Seahawks? <laughs> I think they might be my new Second favorite team Wait. After going back
1: <laughs> Um... Yeah, Okay, I think we should ta- take on this next point, which is, I think, exciting news for anyone who's uh, a fan of football, and that is Booger is confirmed to not be doing Monday night football.
0: When I saw that tweet, that was not only a win for the league, for ESPN, that was a win for America right there. <laughs> in a in such a dark time for our country that 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 was it that was our dub it, that was our dub for the month month of may is this may yeah for the month of may that yeah. was our dub
1: he made monday night football unbearable man will, and jason witten yeah yeah
0: I feel bad for the other dude that was with uh, Booger, Joe Tessitore, who also mm-hmm. got kicked off because he actually had valuable insight. I actually enjoyed his commentary. Yeah. But then Booger was there. And I feel like if you kept Joe Tessitore and just got rid of Booger, then ESPN was just like... I feel like that's too much like on the nose of what was wrong with that booth. I feel like they right. had to get rid of both of them or neither of them. So I just feel bad for Joe
1: Tessitore. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he gets an opportunity somewhere else. Yeah. Because dude like, he was
0: actually not bad.
1: It's fully understandable why they did it though. I mean oh, yeah, dude no. Twitter on Tuesdays was always a hell of a time.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, no. Everything was about Booger. I will say, I will say, the Monday night football, Lions versus Packers. When I was upset about that missed or er, yeah, that missed call. Booger was just as upset, and I appreciated that. Even though he's an idiot, he was just as upset about the refs that game as I
1: was, and I appreciated it. Hey, man, a broken clock is probably twice a day. That's true. That's true. (laughs) He he doesn't always miss. He mostly misses, but he hit a couple times.
0: He hits a couple times. Man, he
1: really did miss.
0: He's shooting like 20% from the line right now, so...
1: (laughs) He sha- he he's shack on the free throws.
0: Oh yeah. But really exciting. Did you hear who they're thinking of replacing him with? I did not. They're thinking about Pat McPhee
1: Are they are they seriously considering that because I know there was, he was uh, Pat himself was trying to generate some buzz around trying to get him on Monday Night Football and then that kind of just faded and disappeared and they were in it was like ah, oh, I guess he, he's not going to do Monday Night Football but that's fantastic news to me I really like Pat I like Pat too
0: my only concern is I haven't heard him consistently commentate a game and I I definitely feel like he'll do much better than Booger and Jason yeah but I just don't know if he's a permanent fix
1: yeah it, he definitely is um, a very Different style of commentator than what mm-hmm. we typically see in um, NFL commentators nowadays, but it kind of begs the question: uh, is that is is his style a little more applicable to the younger audiences? And I'm not saying like young, I'm saying like our generation. Like, mm-hmm. is he the type of commentary that he wants? Because um, you know every. Everything in society evolves at some point. So is he what we want to see in the future?
0: I definitely feel like his commentary is very similar to like things that you say on the couch while watching the football game. Yeah. And I feel like that could be refreshing, most definitely. But I also feel like the game might be hindered a little bit by not having – you need to – you need to pair him with, like, a professional. Right. If you're going to have him in the booth. Because I feel like if you just have Pat and, like, a Joe Testator type person, where it's Joe Testator is just kind of there to keep him on track, keep him on schedule. Mm-hmm. I feel like you'll kind of miss out on some of, like, the input that you hear from, like, a Tony Romo. Right. Or from, like, uh, like the CBS. I don't know their names, but the CBS commentators, stuff like that. hmm so I definitely feel like you have to pair him with someone who is, like, a more well-known commentator who's, like, been doing it for a while. Right. But I would like to have him there. In the Do, you think, like... Do
1: you think Pat would fit in better as a color commentator? Uh, he might. I think he. the dude brings a lot of energy to <sighs> his commentating, which I would greatly appreciate. But I could yeah. totally understand how that would be a deterrent for some people and they could find it really annoying. So I think uh maybe a nice medium between the two would be slapping him at the color commentator uh commentator spot and having, you know, more traditional, uh, formal guy being, you know, the main Yeah. Uh what is it? The like play by play commentator?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that they should look into that. If they're looking to put a uh, Pat, yeah, uh, in like a commentating role,
1: I gotta say, I mean, uh, that when he called that game, the uh, Lions-Packers game, and there was, that was the exciting. Uh, <laughs> that was a fake field goal, the
0: fake field goal, yeah,
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's exactly the energy, and you know what? As as the special teams guy that he was, he's bringing life to an aspect oh, of the yeah, game that nobody cares about.
0: Like, I've heard him commentate college football games before, and whenever there's, whenever there's a punting like, scenario, he says, when he's in the booth, he, like, tells the other guy, he's like, get ready, this is the most exciting 10 seconds in sports. right? Now. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, Pat, whatever okay. you say, man. Calm
1: down a little bit. You know, it can be. It can yeah, no. be if there's a really, like, it brings back to... Deshaun Jackson, uh, Miracle at the Meadowlands. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a damn exciting 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, that's not not what's happening. (laughs) Most of the time, it's a fair catch. And honestly, I feel like the league is trying to push special teams out of the game a little Mm -hmm. bit. Which, understandable, that's where a lot of injuries happen. Yeah. If, If they were to push that out, I fully expect them to have to implement a system that like works really well to replace it and doesn't change fundamental aspects of the game
0: i mean we've seen attempts in these like development football leagues with like the xfl and the uh aaf yeah they didn't have kickoffs and stuff like that
1: i did i did really like the xfl's rules uh and, and damn shame that the league got shut down early i mean yeah, obviously it is. that um everything got shut down but uh i really hope that the xfl makes a return next year because i think that that league's gonna be a really good testing ground for the nfl mm-hmm. not only with players but with new rules and new ways of playing the game
0: mm-hmm. for any defenders fans out there go defenders hey
1: we're up in defenders because oh yeah um they were really good. <laughs> and, then,
0: and then they were really bad. But, like, really bad. when they were really bad, we kind of stopped watching them. So it, it, was, it was fine. It almost, like, we remember them as really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's the thing uh, about, like, the XFL. You know, we did watch... Um, the first like two or three weeks pretty avidly we were watching like all the games and then after Mm -hmm. that we were just i don't know we just kind of stopped watching it i think that's what a lot of other people felt too which yeah is worrying for uh the longevity of the league but i still think the league itself should happen i think it could be a really important facet to the nfl yeah no i agree but how do you bring more people in? How do you keep people's attention?
0: I think for one, you have to get big names and they did, they did get some big names like Cardell mm-hmm. Jones. He's fairly well known, <clears throat> but I think until a league can take on like a college recruit, right? Until they can take on like a, like a, or a high school recruit, excuse me. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. um, like, until so they can take on like a five star guy, even like a four star guy that has some like big schools going after him, like maybe like Georgia, Clemson, stuff like that. If he chooses to go like to the XFL or like a future development football league, uh, I feel like until then it's going to be really difficult because as Americans, yes, we crave football during the offseason, but there becomes like a point where it's like.
1: We crave good football.
0: Yeah. It's like. Cause like some of those games, I'm not gonna lie. Some of them, I was like, I feel like I'm watching a high school game out here. (laughs) Like not even college.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: like at least at least with college, like they're like they weren't as entertaining as college. That's the most like dumbfounding thing. It's like how did you play in college, but yet you're still this bad? Like I don't I don't understand.
1: Right. Yeah. I. And you know maybe it comes with the league like existing for a little bit. And some guys actually getting pulled up from the XFL into the NFL, getting some NFL contracts uh, Mm -hmm. on a a little wider of a scale than what we've seen. Um, Maybe that was an XFL
0: player drafted.
1: Yeah. I mean, we we've seen some instances of like some of these XFL guys getting and AAF People getting like NFL contracts and all that, but I think if it happens on a like wider scale, then maybe, uh, maybe that'll draw bring a little more pull to the XFL because they'll see it as a chance for them to show what they can do against lesser mm-hmm. opponents and have the NFL pull them up that way. Yeah, but it takes time, and so far these two secondary leagues we've gotten have not had time on their side. No, not at all.
0: Neither of them have, have completed a single
1: season no though they obviously yeah. do <laughs> the AF to... was just a flop in general yeah, those, yeah.
0: the the, the AF failed so many places where the XFL didn't but the XFL was obviously shut down due to extenuating circumstances
1: very sad circumstances In which the, the reason that we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. so you wouldn't be hearing our beautiful voices our nice buttery voices mm.
0: <laughs> alright let's stop that um, <laughs> moving on to a topic sort of related it's not on the list but sort of related to the commentary have you heard what Fox plans to do if the NFL has no fans at football games this year
1: I've not but I'm very curious to hear what this um, is about according to Joe Buck Fox plans to
0: implement virtual fans into the stands and crowd noise during games.
1: What? Yeah. And I'm. I mean, obviously, that's. I mean, you can't do the visuals in person, but the the crowd noise and everything is just on the TV, right?
0: I'm not so sure. I don't know. It's just according to Joe Buck. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if he has many specifics on yeah. it, but that's exciting to hear.
1: I I mean, I, I would like that. Honestly, I think it, it's going to be a little awkward watching football with no fans. It's going to be strangely silent.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I'm most worried about because like... They, they've implemented, like, mics on QBs, like, to get a little insight for the huddle, insight at the line, to hear them scream out, like, audibles more yeah. clearly. But, like, now that's it's going to be, like... That's all it's going to be. Yeah. And you, you're you going to be able to hear, like, the subtle noise of, like, the cleats, like, grazing against each other as they, like, as wide receivers, like, run down the field and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, at the combine. It, that, that's just going to be eerily quiet to listen to for... Two and a half, three
1: hours. Yeah, man, I didn't even think about this as an issue when we were talking about this uh, last time about mm-hmm. uh, no fans in the NFL. That is going to make yeah. really weird TV. So I would definitely be down. I don't know. I don't know about the visual aspect of it. I don't know if I'd care as much about that, but definitely the sound. I I would be totally okay with them bringing in artificial oh, crowd yeah, noise. No.
0: Yeah, no. I I might I. It's gonna be very I'm I'm gonna be honest It's gonna be very difficult To watch it If it's silent
1: Imagine how awkward um, Highlight videos Are gonna be If it is just Completely silent Because part of the Greatness of highlight videos Is hearing the crowds roar And like Get so excited uh, When these fantastic plays Are happening Because they know They're watching a highlight play And now it's just gonna be like Yeah Watching a highlight play Feels like I'm The only one sitting In the stands here another element
0: is the commentators like the commentary feeds off the crowd somewhat Mm -hmm. so like having an empty building and let's say an exciting play happens you're just gonna it's gonna be so awkward because you're just gonna hear the two like commentators up in the booth going like screaming about it or maybe they won't even scream about it because there's no one there (laughs)
1: yeah you know if i'm commentating and i'm like the only person sitting in that stadium i feel no need to scream no i'm like even if an exciting
0: play happens i like i might be excited on the inside but
1: i'm not gonna
0: (laughs) i'm not gonna like do that because then the players they're only really gonna be able to hear them (laughs) (laughs) was screaming too so
1: it's like (laughs) a player on the sideline you just hear two little voices up in the booth going oh my god
0: yeah it's just I don't know like I feel like you have to like just feed crowd noise yeah I mean the Falcons did it wait what they got caught yeah the Falcons did it like two years ago they like fed crowd noise into the stadium they got caught like it's not allowed They were, like, fined and stuff for doing
1: it. Oh, dude, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, like... yeah. Okay, I wanted to talk about one last NFL thing before we switch over to some basketball stuff. All right. But, I mean, did you see... I got the Bleacher Report notification uh, a few hours ago about how facilities our NFL facilities are going to be opened. I think it was May 19th. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What do you think that means for the offseason?
0: I don't know. I think it's truly just I feel like the league is going to send out a thing that it's up to the teams. They're not going to require like anything but it's obviously at two year like competitive advantage to hold off-season training camps and stuff like that.
1: And that's the thing. It is creating a competitive advantage. And I, I'm seeing this tweet here that says um, only 22 of the 32 teams would be able to open under current local rules. Oh, yeah. So you're stunned 10 teams from potentially being able to host off-season workouts, and that it that is creating a competitive advantage. To be
0: fair, though, like the teams, if they wanted to practice, they could easily just fly all their players out to uh, the training camps,
1: like oh, in other very states.
0: Because it's not like when they go to these training camps, they're not like really with their families during that time. They're mostly with the team, anyways. Yeah. So
1: yeah, they're usually like living with them and stuff.
0: I mean, it, it's another barrier. Obviously, like it's not if you're if you're a team in one of those states that doesn't allow it. Obviously, you would prefer to just do it at a training camp that's in your state. Right. I understand that. But, like, to, to adapt, like, you could easily just go to a different state to do it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That notification gave me a little hope that, you know, maybe the NFL season will happen this year.
0: I mean, I think it's going to happen. I feel like the economy needs it to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, the economy needs sports to come back. I Like, there's not much doubt in my mind that sports are coming back. There just can't be fans. Like there's just no way there can be fans.
1: Yeah, which you know is gonna take a chunk of revenue out. We talked about this, but mm-hmm. it won't be. It, it'll be more beneficial for the league in the long run to be to operate next year, and it's it's much yeah. easier to contain what a roster of 53 plus coaches and all that to have them get tested and make sure mm-hmm. they're in safe environments and all that. Uh, it's doable for sure.
0: And hopefully by the time like the NFL season rolls around, we're going to have more preventatives, more like easier ways to test, more quick, reliable testing and stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm hearing a lot of buzz that there's a lot of hope that we could find a cure by the end of the year.
1: So I really hope so, man. Speaking of quick ways of testing, I got um, I, I got gun thermometered for the first time. Ah. the other day I went I went to i went to my dental appointment and they hit me with the uh with the thermometer gun and it was a really weird experience it just yeah pointed at your I, head I, boom. I haven't gotten hit with one of those <laughs> yet but I can imagine I didn't like did you know that technology existed before coronavirus
0: no not really i I honestly thought you had to like put it in your mouth yeah pause i i, I was shit Uh, I was I was amazed when I heard when I discovered this technology I was like you can just like point something at your forehead and tell if you have a fever what since
1: when why why has this not been like widely known technology I would much rather do that than stick a thermometer under my tongue you see how I phrase that yeah nice there it is yeah thanks thanks (laughs) It's okay. I'm only yeah. gonna cut up that audio bit and just like completely take it out of context.
0: I mean, that's fine. Whatever. No one's gonna listen to it, anyways.
1: Let us switch gears over to a little bit of basketball.
0: Do you want to start out with uh, some college hoops or NBA? I,
1: I'm I'm kind of want to talk about this uh, this college situation we got written down.
0: All right. So I don't know if anyone listening remembers or has heard apparently zion's old like uh agent marketing agent came out and said that zion accepted incentives to go to duke from like nike so that he could go to duke apparently his mother demanded some incentives for him to go play basketball there that's the story now this isn't new Two years ago I think DeAndre Ayton got paid. It was rumored a hundred thousand dollars to co- to go play at Arizona. Ooh. Yeah. But like what 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 do you make of this situation? Do you do you think it's a big deal? Do you think it's just a dumb little news story? Do you even think it's real?
1: I'll be honest, regardless if it's real or not. I personally don't really care. Yeah. If these kids get paid. For being phenomenal at these sports, they're gonna get paid eventually. Why does it matter if it's a year early? Yeah, I, I,
0: I don't get the huge stigma around paying college players. I mean, obviously, uh, I get it. I get it more for football instead of basketball, because right. basketball most of these kids go one and done anyways. So it's like they're not there for an education. Yeah. Like and Ben Simmons them in for came one out
1: and they're done.
0: Ben Simmons came out like two years ago and said that the classes were a waste of time. The classes that he enrolled in as a basketball player didn't teach him anything. He didn't do anything in his classes. He was re- really just there to play basketball. Yeah. So it's like, well, what's the point on even having this whole charade of players like him being there for education when they're clearly not?
1: Yeah, if if it was if it was just as big of a market as in America as college basket as college basketball is, so many of these high school players would just go and play overseas. Mm-hmm. Because all they got to do is just fill this one year gap that the NBA has now implemented. And you know, if they got as much recognition overseas as they do playing college basketball, then they'd go and get paid to do that.
0: I mean, they're doing that right now in the um, G League. I don't know if you've heard too much about it, but, like, three three or four of, like, the top 20 players in, the, like in high school right now are skipping college and going to the G League to play for a year.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's like we really have um, – Created this hierarchy of high school, college, and then professional. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't see a need why. I don't, I honestly don't know why they implemented the rule to switch it to 19 because you see players like LeBron James come out of high school and obviously do fine. It's like, I don't know, it creates an unnecessary uh, step.
0: I understand the 19. Or a year removed from high school because there are there there were many like cases of kids being like yeah i'm good enough and they come straight out of high school and then they're, they're done in two years but you just don't right. hear about them because they're just huge busts but there were like plenty of cases i mean obviously there's lebron there's kobe there's dwight howard there's places there's players like that too but yeah
1: and i'm obviously yeah and that's naming off the grades they would, they would have been great no matter what, yeah. But um, I don't know. It just it it's just so weird that we settled as college as the next step, and maybe that's because that's where the talent was at the at the time. But mm-hmm. um, it feels really arbitrary to make these guys go and attend class and you know en- enroll in schools when they obviously have no intention of graduating.
0: I mean the G League. I'm not don't quote me on this cuz I don't remember it exactly. But the G League are offering these kids who are skipping college and going there. Instead, they're offering them obviously a contract, I don't know how large, but then they're also offering them a scholarship to then go to school after their career.
1: Man, that's a that's a really good. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah, so it's like not only are they giving them that alternative to, like, go make money, don't waste your time going to fake classes, it, like, wasting your youth, I guess, as NBA teams are looking for more useful to develop and stuff like that. And you right. can do it after you make your money, and then go to go to school, earn your degree, and then continue to make money afterwards so you don't, like, become a common, like, broke, like, previous professional player like we hear about right. a lot.
1: And yeah, it's just it it is uh, it, like with college all the rules and regulations around like payments. It it just feels so unnecessary to me. Mhm. Because these dudes are young and they're they're bringing a lot of press, a lot of like a lot of clout and stuff to the areas that they're at that they're Fantastic for marketability, mm-hmm. and they don't see a single cent of it, and it no. really just and you know you are you oh they're they're getting paid to go to school. Well, we've already said they don't care about the school, yeah. so it's like or I shouldn't say the school the schooling. Yeah, they don't care about that. So they're being there. It, it kind of feels like to me like they're just being used to like. Yeah, promote these schools and they don't see a single set out of it and so that's why i don't have a single issue if the rumors are true that zion got his bag going to duke
0: no honestly i think the scenarios are different for football and basketball because like i like i said for these basketball kids it's if you're good enough it's really common to just do one year and you're gone but with football, you got to stay at least three years. So I, I like somewhat more understand the argument that they are there for their education because they spend three out of the four years there in college. So
1: yeah, and a lot of them graduate. Yeah,
0: a lot of them stay four years.
1: So I yeah, that's a completely different argument. So yeah, you're definitely right about that.
0: It's just like then again, if you're the NCAA, how do you? Justify to the football players who bring in probably more revenue yeah how do you justify paying the college basketball players instead of the football players it's tricky you can
1: use the arguments that we just used but I have a feeling that wouldn't really fly with a lot of people yeah
0: like it's tricky I understand why it's such a difficult place for the NCAA to be in It's, it's just a hard situation 100%. Staying in the realm of basketball, but moving up a level, to the professional level, there are rumors... Where we now get paid. Yes, where... I wish we got paid. They are discussing the possibility of having no fans also next season.
1: And Yeah, so I mean, it's probably guaranteed at this point that whenever they do resume that the this season they will not have fans attending. It's too soon. Yeah. But um yeah, not having fans, it you know. I I, I pretty much agree with it. It all depends on the timetables that they work <laughs> with. Because, you know, we had a long discussion last time about uh them starting the new year permanently from Christmas and, you know, having the schedule revolve uh that way. Maybe yeah. towards the beginning of the year I'd be or of the NBA year if they do it that way to not have fans I'd be okay. But I feel like the whole season is a little extreme.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's it's always good to plan things out, but I feel like it might be a little too early to do it right now to talk about this i feel like if you want to talk about it let's say they they pick their season up june 1st this season and it goes through late august or something or yeah like late, late august if they want to start talking no fans in october or late september yeah sure that that's understandable because you're like two three months away from the start of your new season yeah but talking about it now, I don't know. I feel like that's just a little too much unnecessary planning.
1: Yeah. It, and, yeah, there's just so many unknowns at this point. We don't know in October what all of this is going to look like. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're hoping for the best. But, um, you know, maybe it does get worse. And the, it's justified just being like, yep, no fans. Maybe it gets better and it'll make that call. But, yeah, I definitely think it's too early. For them to be making these calls now. Yeah.
0: Because, like, I hear different headlines every day. Like, I hear, oh, this winter is going to be the worst winter in modern history. And then I hear, oh, yeah, we're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year. Yeah. So it's just, like, there's, there's just too many headlines, too many things going on right now to realistically plan for something that's a year
1: away. 100%. I definitely think, I mean, you know... I'm going to say this after what I just said last time, where we have no idea what's going on. But um, I definitely think if they do say no fans for the season, at least bring the fans back for the playoffs. If everything is like in a good place by then. Yeah. Because if it's safe. I think do it because. I, what was the schedule if um what when would the playoffs be happening if they start on Christmas?
0: If they start on Christmas, let's see. It would, it would the, the playoffs would start around the same time as they would if they picked up June 1st. So it would start, it would pick up like sometime mid-July, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really sad if we are not much better by next July. But, yeah,
0: if if we're in the same position as we are next July, then we need to go into like an intense lockdown to where we yeah. can just like
1: clear These this thing out. There are whole different conversations we're going to be having that don't even revolve around sports. Sports no. aren't even the priority at that point.
0: No. But we just got to figure it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Definitely I would love to see the fans come back for the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure.
1: All right man. I think I think we've talked about a lot today.
0: I think we have. I think, I think had... that I think that might conclude our episode 3.
1: And I think that neither of us have really put any thought into what on earth we say for outros at this no,
0: point. No, we we really haven't. Um, I mean like we could, like we got to find something that like is like patented by us but like i ain't got nothing right now i ain't got
1: nothing (laughs) you know i kind of enjoy just randomly choosing a spot on our audio files to just cut (laughs) all right yeah yeah
0: i'll just leave it up to you then
1: but i think long term it would be nice for us to find something yeah for (laughs) sure so we
0: don't just um, ramble right here
1: all right Peace out, Girl Scouts, Wakened Baiters. Ah, God. Are we okay? I hopefully I've cut the audio out by now.